Time Cops, and Flyboys. Coming to you from mere minutes in the future, this is Film vs. Film. My name is Quim Boys. I have premeditated over 12 murders in my lifetime. I haven't committed any. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host. He spends a lot of time in the cockpit, Leonard Smith Jr. What's up, Leonard? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm seeing it. I'm about to introduce our guest in, in, in 30 seconds. Um, hello, I am Leonard Smith Jr. Uh, thanks I'm timing for, you. Uh, for, yeah, for being here on uh, Film vs. Film Podcast. We got a great guest today. Our buddy, okay, he's an actor, professor, editor. You might know him from Everything is Terrible. Give it up for Lur Bottle Sheets. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah. Incredible amount of uh, incredible amount it's of so pressure. It's so wild. Like, I'll know the, the right name and I still say it wrong. Leonard, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I do this all the time. On my other podcast, Top 3, I literally was like, oh, it's she, like, our guest Yamini made a tweet about people saying her name and thinking it's Yamini. Uh-huh. And I saw and I was like, oh, that's so funny that people think that's your name. And I know her. And I introduced her as Yamini. And I was like, God <laughs> damn it. Don't worry about it, man. It's uh, it's literally been my entire life. Like <laughs> closest friends of mine still go, Lair? Oh, damn. Yeah. I know it's Lair. I know it's Lair. But what I was worried about was the Bidal She's, which if you look at your <laughs> name, like some, that sounds like that a, on a shirt. Yeah, yeah. What I was worried about was the Bible. She's <laughs> like, it's like the Jersey Devil at the Bigfoot. <laughs> you're gonna see his name on the screen, and you're gonna be like, "That's how it's pronounced." Yeah, it's wild. We could do like a Doesn't little like sense. like the name, and then imbr- like pronounce this. Way, you know, <laughs> that's how I, that's what I use on my email signature. I've seen I that the, actually. Yeah, I do the full phonetic. Were your parents? Style. We usually don't spend this much time roasting the name of our guest, especially when <laughs> he's okay. made accommodations. To to be here at a special time but were your parents like seeing your last name and then they were like in for a penny in for a pound let's just give them a hard to pronounce first name honestly i have no idea what they were doing yeah. like i'm actually named after my grandfather who hated his name wow. and went by larry and my dad was like yeah let's give him a challenge i guess like see what that's it hilarious yeah. knowing that your dad hated his name yeah how, yep. how to honor this man yeah <laughs> yeah yeah give this kid a two behind his name was he around when you were born your, yeah your dad. so was he like yeah. god damn it did he have a strained relationship with you it, as a result it, no it, <laughs> yeah <laughs> just getting lo- a name that he hated <laughs> uh they actually went by my middle name because they also thought i would hate lur so okay. for the first like 18 years of my life i went by eddie what Whoa. yeah eddie yeah. bottle you, shoes i don't uh-huh. know yeah. What? I yeah. don't know if you have a real Eddie energy. Eddie's, I don't. That's yeah. why I That's changed, why I changed that shit like oh. immediately in college. Wow. Yeah. 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 You don't want to be Eddie in college. I'm going to no, give this name 18 years and then I'm going <laughs> to no, try something not. else. Yeah, you don't want to roll into freshman year going, hi, I'm Eddie. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I, I'm a fellow middle name user as well. My first name is Peter. Oh. And I don't think I have Peter energy. Leonard, you you're making a surprise face. I feel like you knew that. Did you I forgot. It's early in the morning, so this feels like new information. To me, I feel Peter. like you also knew the uh, Eddie thing as well. Uh, yeah, this but is it's Peter it, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? I, For this episode, I'm Pete and he's Eddie. Well, yeah, when I I'll was like maybe seven years old, I had decided I was tired of everybody calling me Leonard, and I wasn't going <laughs> to go by Leonard anymore. I was going to go by my middle name, David. Mm. Oh, would have been terrible. Ed, yeah. yeah, that's a bad choice for you. Yeah, David. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I don't have David energy. David's real basic. But I understand not wanting to be called nerd yeah. at the end. Of, yeah. 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 Uh, my When my kids found out that my na- first name was Lur in middle school, 
uh, they were like, oh, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's German. And they were like, oh, like Hitler. Uh, and then like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go World right around the school. Is, I learned yeah. World War II is a major learning yeah, so point. What in, the, uh, uh, well, like uh, on the bus, once they found that out, they would all yell out Hitler and come out of their seats and just hit me. Wow. Yeah, for like I an mean, entire you year. Vital she's might have. <laughs> no, that was <laughs> fucked him up. Too many syllables in there. Yeah. Still Can't do it. To pronounce that. Oh, Wow. <laughs> I guess that's good. I guess I'm proud of those kids because they're like Hitler. Like, you know, they're still fighting. <laughs> yeah, again. they're still oh, fighting. I didn't even think of that. A, yeah. 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 Wow. That's <laughs> but, uh, great. I had a true woman, I was in Not a great office. situation to be in for <laughs> you. <laughs> no, it, it uh, definitely fucked me up just a little bit. <laughs> I had a, I was at the doctor's office the other day and I was making an appointment for a future. I was at the doctor and I was making an appointment for later. And the woman, she was probably like in her 50s or 60s, white woman. Had never seen the name Leonard, I guess. She was like, Leonard? What? And I was like, it, Leonard? She's like, are you sure? She's like, she like trying to tell <laughs> me how my name should be. She's like, it should be L-E-N-A-R-D then. And I was like, no. No, <laughs> yeah, you spell it the wow. conventional way. I was like, it's called, uh, you ever heard Leonard Nimoy? I like started naming Leonard. Yeah. Leonardo like, da Vinci. <laughs> he's like, do they call you Leo? And I was like, well, on the West Coast, they actually do, but... From, I'm from the South and everybody called me Lynn. In no the one South. calls you Leo out here, you yes, liar. I, at, you? My, at Barney's Beanery, at my old job, I never asked anyone to call me Leo. One manager started calling me Leo. Seven oh, years I later, my that. name in the system is Leo Smith. Okay. And everybody introduces me as Leo. And it's like the only place, but like I worked there for seven years. So like everyone at my job calls me Leo. And it's it's weird. The it, audacity. It weird I know. That man. I never I hate asked that for shit. it. And people are like, what do you want to be called? I was like, I don't care, but I did not ask to be called Leo. You're being too that. nice to to Im, to imply right now, but do you think that lady maybe she doesn't have hate in her heart, but was being racist when she because she you, she, you gave her a this. regular white man name and she goes, let me put some, uh, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. She's like, well, what's the black pronunciation <laughs> of your name? <laughs> well, my first that. GM, it, that might yeah. be true. So yeah. who knows? Um, okay, but let's get into these movies. <laughs> Now, let's, let's what's our prompt? Yeah, again? Quinn <laughs> talked about Time Cops and Flyboys, and we're not talking about the movie Time Cop or Rocketeer. We are talking about you know what? What's funny is one of these movies they could be a Time Cop and a Flyboy, and that's my. We're talking about Tom Cruise movies. Yeah, mm. Tom Cruise movies. Talk about a cool name. I mean, it, yeah. like, has there ever been a name better suited for a movie star, an action movie star? As it is that his being? real? Is name? that his? I was wondering. Is that I'm his, gonna look it up right now. I feel like it's. It, it can't not. be real. It's it's yeah. too good. It really is. He looks like his name would be like um like uh Jimmy Lutkowitz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like fuck. Taylor Richardson. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Yeah. Taylor Richardson. Eddie, it's his real name is Eddie Bedell's Bible. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. Got up at 8.30 in the morning for the, <laughs> roasted for my name. <laughs> I can't see right now if he was. I think he I think he is. He is a Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I'm not seeing anything that's. Uh, you know what? I should Google I, I Tom feel like Cruise I've real this name up before. Yeah. Well, because it feels like whether or not it's a real name, it feels like a name that you just. Okay, that's right. So his his full name he took his uh, I guess his mother's maiden maybe or or just or just his middle name, but yes. his his real last name is Mapother. M A. Wow. <laughs> exactly. M A P O T H E R. So he would be Thomas Cruise Mapother the fourth. 
Wow. Uh, fuck that, Leonard Smith Jr. This guy's got a couple more. Yeah, Mapother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I don't care how to pronounce it. And Mission Impossible. Because he changed Tom it. Tom Mapother. Yeah. It's real. Doesn't, have, doesn't hit Cocktail the same. Starring Tom Mapother. <laughs> but at least Cruz is actually in his name. So that's Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah just that's took, nice. Yeah, yeah, it feels legit. He gave Mapother away to Scientology. Um... <laughs> This is this That's is the actually, first advice they gave him. They're like, "All right, we make here at Scientology, we make you a star. <laughs> throw Mapother out the window, and you leave this building, Tom Cruise." Okay, you're right. We should we talk. had so many movies, so many movies to choose from. Also, we just we should you know be straight up with what the uh, we just picked a Tom Cruise movie, uh, rather I did for our '90s uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. I picked fucking Jerry Maguire. Mistake, but <laughs> but. I mean, a, a pretty, a pretty big, big mistake, 90s movie, apparently. a pretty big Tom I don't Cruise think anything movie. You, yeah, I think it was a mistake. I don't think you were going to win. I don't think you were going to beat Independence Day. I don't yeah. know if that was going to happen <sighs> No, for best 90s movie. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it was, I, I feel like I see both of those movies on the shelf in like every yeah. like, uh, room but I went into. I was trying to make the, the argument 90s. that like that movie was more encapsulating of the 90s and I, that you could have theoretically made Independence Day anytime. But I think in terms of what had an impact on the 90s, it's hard to beat Independence Day. Yeah, you know, it really is. But someone's like, you should have done Armageddon. All right, sorry. The reason <laughs> why Quinn fucked up is we're talking to a man who is part of a group that has the most Jerry Maguire VHSs in the world. That's true. That's How, what's true. the number? Uh, I mean, I lo- I lose track, but I think we're up to like. 50, 60,000. Holy, like I didn't that. think it was that much. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, Holy you would have had to shit, pick my 50, movie. 60, if I, I thought it was had... like 8,000. We're, 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 no, we're, we're way in the, in the tens at this point. Yeah. Can you we, explain we the origins of that, uh, Laura, for people that may oh. not know, or uh, we don't have to get too in the weeds, <laughs> no, it's, but how it's, does one come into contact with tens of thousands? Uh, well, John, right. How does someone even make that many Jerry Maguire VHSs? Why I is mean, that that's, happening? That's ultimately the question, I believe. Like, why are we, anyway? Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, that's upsetting. It really is. I mean, that's part of the reason why we started like collecting because we we would go to thrift stores and collect VHS tapes and you would start to see certain VHS tapes over and over again, like Independence Day or Armageddon or whatever. But Jerry Maguire just kept popping up and you would it's just such a like iconic, like bright red Mm -hmm. with, you know, white lettering that like script. uh, Just Tom Cruise's smug face face or Cuba Gooding on the other side, you know, like. And so we would see them like in clumps, I feel like, at the thrift store. And we started taking pictures of them and putting them on the uh, blog at the time. Uh, And then it just became like a running joke and people started to send them to us. And we started going, oh, yeah, send us your Jerry Maguire's. Here's a P.O. box. And it just became a thing where people were like people's grandmothers were sending in like VHS tapes and. Now it shows people bring boxes full of them and just dump them on the stage. I saw a it's dude a at thing. one of the Everything is Terrible shows bring like a six foot duffel bag yeah. full of fucking Jerry Maguire's. Yeah, yeah. It was insane. There were like at least like a two to five hundred Jerry Maguire's in it. It's become its own little like economy in a weird way because there's like a leaderboard on the website where there's like uh, these fans have brought thousands of Jerry's to us and like they have they like come up to us is like okay that's we we dropped off 200 Jerry's so can we put that on the leaderboard please? Like, yeah wow. sure fine. but it's it's great it's it's fun until you like lift 
like three tons of Jerry Maguire's over the course of 10 years. <laughs> I had to pack them up and ship them across the nation. Well, I can't wait to see this Jerry Maguire pyramid. Um, yeah, that's the end. I feel like the if you go to Lur's apartment or something, like all of his furniture is made of, like his coffee table is just a bunch of stacked Jerry Maguire. Seven years ago in Chicago, yes. Now now we're, we're grown men. We have a storage facility for our Jerry Maguire. I was about Maguire to say, where do you tapes. keep your Jerry's? Uh, it's, a, it's in an undisclosed location I'm, in the desert. I'm, I'm picturing the Ark like, of the um, Covenant is there as well. You got a guy like pushing a crate in an endless room. I'm picturing it like in that in like in Tenet where they have all the art and that thing that crazy vault. <laughs> it's very much like that. It's very much like that, but much cheaper. Much cheaper. <laughs> all right. Well, John we David had Washington. a lot of movies to pick from. <laughs> we we could start all the way back to eighties. Risky business cocktails. Yeah. Can we talk briefly? I know we want to get to these movies and we'll get through them quick. Can we talk briefly about some of the movies we didn't pick. Obviously, we just went through Jerry Maguire, but like this man has. We 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 should four say, decades. We could tease really? that none of our movies are from the eighties or nineties, where he was chief in the nineties, particularly the biggest movie star in the world. Um, he hasn't. He's still one of the biggest movie stars in the world. But like we we were we were covering eras, but this guy's been a, a movie star for four decades now. So it's like you, we leave a lot on the table, and like his entire eighties output, cocktail. Uh, Top Gun, the original, uh, risky business, a few good men, Rain Man, like. A ton of Tom, uh, Tom even Maguire. the 2000s are great. I mean, he, he got into collateral, you yeah. know, uh, oh, collateral was great. Tropic Thunder, he was our, awesome. No Fun. Mission Impossible's on our list, no arguably, his, his James I, Bond I, franchise. I, listen, yeah. this is a competitive podcast. Mm -hmm. Yes, I the films are versing, Lur, in case I, you didn't. Oh, I, I'm aware. Okay, I'm, <laughs> yes, I, go and, ahead. Um, I want, I wanted to go with my heart, but I didn't. I went my second choice because okay. I knew my first choice probably would not win. Interesting strategy. <laughs> and my first choice was Vanilla Sky. Which Ooh. I was so begging you to pick. <laughs> I was like, maybe try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, nah, go with your heart. I was like, yeah, nah, you never nah. know. Well, I know what you guys picked, but I don't know who picked what. So I'm oh, curious. Well, okay. we'll reveal that to you very shortly. Can <sighs> I say what I almost picked? Yes. And this was after you had made the selection that you did make. So I was thinking a little bit like counter programmy kind of like cuz Tom Cruise uh wears a couple different hats, he's but he's also not Daniel Day-Lewis. He's not a different character in every single movie. So I yeah. was like uh the movie you picked I was like, "Oh, maybe I could pick a Mission Impossible." I was concerned whether it was what I picked or you picked, too it would be too close. Yeah. We'd be talking about like films, like types of films that he makes and having it. So I was like, "Well, what's What's the other way? A Jerry Maguire would be a perfect example. Sure. But uh, I almost, and then I was like, mm, you're overthinking it. You didn't tell me if I was, I don't know if you were hoping I picked it, but I almost picked uh, Eyes Wide Shut because I was like, but I was like, that's a Tom Cruise that we rarely see. That's a type of movie he doesn't really make. I either have to hope this is Lur's favorite film or one of, or I might be in trouble here. So I, I backed off that one. So you had Vanilla Sky. We both had like fringe Tom Cruise movies art, that maybe our heart wanted us thing, to pick, uh, but the the brutal fact of this podcast remains that we're Cruise. trying to get a win, and we're and talking it's about the Tom, most Cruise. Tom Cruise film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and give our picks. Yep. And we uh, both picked cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> well, you both won. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> <That's the story. laughs> um, you want to start? I'll start. Because I don't have the information on. I need the like director. You need to look at. Oh yeah, all right. Yeah, well, I, I'll start. I picked the first of, I believe, only two, and it's kind of crazy because he'd been a movie star, like we said, for twenty years at this time. But he finally worked with the big dog. I picked. Oh yeah. Uh, his first collaboration with Steven Spielberg, the two thousand two science fiction noir thriller Minority Report. 
Minority Report stars Tom Cruise as a, it's set in the year I think 2054, a year very much like our own, except slightly overexposed. Um, <laughs> and Tom Cruise <laughs> plays a mourning, a, a, a grieved. Uh, I was about to say widowed, but a, a father, a sonless father. Uh, we don't have a word for that. Anyway, he plays a mourning parent whose uh, life has his personal life is kind of in shambles while he is at the same time. Uh, nominally the head of or the the main uh executor of this new kind of policing called uh precognition which is you take three bald kids and you put them in a pool and they predict the future crime related future specifically and uh, uh they're they're neuro babies or whatever the yes. drug the futuristic drug neuroin which uh, babies. Yeah, guess right. what drug that's based off of um <laughs> But uh, it's it's basically like this is a it's it's a it's it's a sci-fi story based on a Philip K. Dick Philip K. novella. Dick. Love movies based on novellas because they have a lot of room to <laughs> to breathe, fill it out. Yeah, and uh, and so Philip K. Dick, Blade Runner. I mean, some of our most uh, Total Recall, some of our most uh, influential Blood science fiction movies, wow. particularly, have come from Philip K. Dick source material. There's a ton I'm sure I'm not thinking of right now, but. This is a uh, a story of a man who is wrongly accused of a crime. It's kind of a Hitchcockian movie at its core. It's basically a, the wrongly accused man has to prove his innocence while remaining on the run. And it's got a lot of like fun elements of old 1950s, 40s noir cinema while at the same time doing like kind of setting the template for the future that we envision for ourselves in 2002 and have largely worked to actualize. Every time I'm using a touch screen, I kind of think of myself as Tom Cruise at his little police station with the uh, those screens and his little gloves. I'm waiting for my little gloves to, to be able to turn the dials on my touch screen. Technically, they're not touching the screen, but they're interacting with it in a way that feels very inspired to like what it's an iPad so, is. It was so funny watching this, yeah. living in 2023, but like... I'm like, oh, this is 30 years from now. Um, but like how certain technology, how they interacted with it, but he still also had like still had hardware to put that yeah, music. Yeah, using a, and and like a floppy disk essentially. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so fun. No one had phones, but like who 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 could predict that? But like I just thought that was interesting. Like a ball dropping out. It was like this would all be digital. This would all be AI. He would not with the technology, he wouldn't physically be doing it. It would all be like AI totally. and recognition and stuff like that. But but I think. Uh, but then they had the aspects when he comes into his home. He's like overhead lights, and like it was like, well, then this one should work over here, like that at yeah, at the right. Police station. I'm Why? still charmed. He gets by a ball the... telling him what he gets for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Pasta again. <laughs> I, I'm oh. still charmed by the cereal box where he like comes oh, home. Yeah, he's yeah. watching the videos of his son. And he's that was like, great. it's like, how do we show? And, and it's also great. Like, there's a story of Tom Cruise. Uh, I don't. Who knows if it's true? But it's a great story where he was at one point allegedly in talks with Tim Burton post-Batman to do his post-Batman project, which wound up being Edward Scissorhands. Uh, and Tom Cruise, at one point, if we are to believe the stories, was in line to play a very different type of Edward Scissorhands, I'd imagine. I think Tim Burton was like, oh, I always knew this was a bad idea. But, uh, you know, you, Tom Cruise wants to meet with you in a project. You, you go out and meet with him. And they, like, met at a... Or maybe they didn't meet at a bar, but wherever they were talking, Tom Cruise was like, how do we make this guy a little bit more? What does he want? Let's give him, like, a love interest. They're like, maybe there's a scene where he goes out to a bar... And Tim Burton's like kind of like meeting with like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because Tom Cruise always has to have like what feel like very like uh, relatable to the audience, but not too dramatic like issues. So it's like maybe he wants a girl or he's he goes to a bar and no one understands him because he has scissors for hands. And it's like, okay, thanks, Tom. We'll let you know. 
But I think in this movie too, it's like, what is, all right, Tom, we're giving you a, essentially a heroin addiction. It's like, what do you do? It's like, I think I just go home and I crush cereal and I watch <laughs> videos of my son and I cry a little bit, you know, like he, he's never that much of a bad guy. We don't really hate him yeah. for being a drug, despite being a cop who throws people in jail for crimes they haven't even committed yet. Talk about like echoes of our fascist state. But anyway, there's like very interesting, I think, uh, questions about fate versus free will in this movie. A lot of like the big sci-fi stuff, but explored in an interesting way through these precogs that um, make it an iconic like thinking Tom Cruise movie, but also like it's just got a ton of baller scenes and great stuff. I always think about getting my eyes replaced in those little future spiders. So there's, there's a lot of great stuff in this movie. Great movie. Um, also was on my short list of movies to pick. Mm. Uh, I just am imagining Tom Cruise not speaking for an entire film. Like he, there's no way he could do that. There's, cause oh never, my God. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't ever talk really. I mean, I would be scissor hands, you know, he would uh, at least laugh once or twice. <laughs> yeah. <Just> that, <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay. Uh, how do you? Uh, what did you think when you got uh, the the two? Uh, well, you haven't talked about yours yet. Okay, so, yeah, what did you? Yours. What do you? Do you have any relationship to Minority Report? Did you see it when it came I out? I did. I yeah. saw it in the theater. Uh, I was not a fan when I when I saw it the first time. Interesting. Um, it could have been because I was in my like, you know, film school. I know better than everything kind of mm-hmm. thing. But th- I still have like some problems with this movie. But I, I watched it recently for this podcast. And it Thank wasn't you. as it, you're Thank welcome. You. You're we welcome. always appreciate when people watch the film. It's not a guarantee. <laughs> it's <laughs> it took not it a very guarantee. seriously. Uh, I, I I liked it better the f- the first time uh, or the second time, but uh, the first time I just they were just yeah. We'll get into we'll it. We'll get into it. We're gonna talk about my film now. This was hard. This was tough. I feel like I pulled a Quinn here. Okay, but there may be some recency bias, but it doesn't matter because. My pick is Top Gun Maverick, all right? <laughs> it is Tom Cruise's magnum opus. Okay, it's just pink. We wouldn't have this movie without all the 40, 50 other Tom Cruise movies, okay? This movie mm-hmm. is fucking a John Kaczynski or whatever the fuck. Joseph Kaczynski. Joseph yeah, Kaczynski directed. Yeah. 2022. Not John Kaczynski from the Yeah, office. not John Kaczynski. Um, <laughs> this is the, the the 30-year-later sequel to Top Gun, and we're, we're seeing Maverick. As it's basically like Tom Cruise. It's like this is just Tom Cruise basically playing himself if he was in a flight school and in the Navy and whatnot. It feels like it just feels like a Tom Cruise movie. The beats are just like it's written so perfectly. I when I saw this movie, I saw it like a few months after it had come out. And there was a regular at my job at Barney's Beanery, he drinks Black Rifle coffee. He <laughs> okay. was in the army. Sure, and sure, sure. He hates George Soros. And mm-hmm. I would have to listen to all this bullshit all the time. And he kept telling me, you got to see Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> you got to see Top Gun Maverick. You got to see Top Gun Maverick. And I did not want to see this movie. Of course. And I finally saw it. And I came into it being like, Everybody being like, oh, this movie's so good. And I was like, and I fucking was blown away. I cried in the theater. Okay. This movie, I thought it was going to be corny. It was just like just the right amount of corny. It was just like, it. it's about Maverick 30 years later. He has not, he has not moved up in the ranks. He's still a captain. Yeah. He's still bullshitting. And the, the beginning of the movie, it's just like him working on a plane, jumping on a motorcycle, betraying like uh defying his the the leadership going to mock he's supposed to go to mock nine but he goes to mock 10.3 in the first 15 minutes of the movie what a maverick 
True Maverick. True Maverick. Then he's like, oh, now you're getting kicked out. Oh, wait, you're not getting kicked out. You're teaching flight school. Come on, man. Come on. What is this perfect? The exact same beats that happened in the first movie. <laughs> it's perfect. We <laughs> go to the bar. It's, yeah. Thrown out of the bar. Like, it's just, I, I, it's just, if you see, like, it's just a, it's an action movie, but it's also like, it's got like some softness to it. Yeah. And I hate action movies. It's not like over the top. Like all of the, which I heard this so many times, all of the flight scenes were like real scenes. Mm -hmm. It's not like AI, it's not special effects or anything like that. I'm like, holy shit. Like this is insane that people were really flying planes like this. And you know, Tom does all his own stunts. So it, it, I mean, it's a very simple movie. Uh, Tom Maverick is now teaching these people. They have a dangerous ass mission. We all know Goose died. It's haunting him. He's not doing drugs. He's not doing narrowing. Um, <laughs> not this. Movie. And not in this movie. And uh, he has to get these these kids ready. And then the army being the army, they move it up. The navy being the navy, move it up a week, making things even more tense. They always tighten the situation. And who 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 else can do it? Maverick. He proves them wrong. They got to come out alive. He doesn't want Rooster Goose's son. He doesn't want his blood on his hands. Of course not. There's real motivation. And there are some over the top parts, but there has to be, yeah. you know, there's a helicopter shooting at Tom Cruise and he gets away. But I mean, this, I mean, I, I, how could you not pick this movie? And I feel like it's a cop out, but the movie's just too fucking good. And I feel like, uh, you know, that's it. Let's Tom, Top Gun Maverick. I saw this movie almost like this movie was so dominant in the year of our Lord 2022 <laughs> into yeah. this year. I saw it in may with my dad i've never seen i'll confess right now i've never seen the original top gun i don't think i care to uh wow. because it feels like this was just going to i'd be seeing the same movie again but perhaps a lesser version i know a lot of people who prefer this one um maybe i'll see it eventually but i, I was like hey dad we should see this movie uh people are people are pretty hot on it and my dad who's not like a huge movie guy i mean he likes movies fine but he's not like rushing out to see the latest tom Cruise. he was like what <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, no, 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 let's see it. And we went, we had I a great time. I didn't raise you to watch Tom Cruise. That was like, <laughs> that was like May of last year. And then I saw it again. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I guess it left theaters for part of that time. But they re-released it before the Oscars. So I saw it again with my wife in like March or, or something. And I was like, it's no wild way. that this movie has been in theaters for so like that. I think it was set a record or I don't know if how many movies have done this. It was like the number one movie on, um, which is the one that comes for it? Memorial Day. And then also... On, uh, wow. on Labor Day, on Labor Day, which is like never happens. It wow. basically ruled the entire summer. Wow! And uh, I think it, again, it was at points other movies were ahead of it, but it just had such tremendous staying power. People were so apparently. I always heard Tom Cruise talk about this movie as someone who'd never seen Top Gun, but knows it's like an important role for him, and say like you know he'll be like the fans they keep asking what what's going on with Top Gun. I'm like, is anyone really asking like? Where is Top Gun? But apparently they were because everyone yeah, there are a lot of hardcore Top Gun fans. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I also had never seen the movie until literally like a week ago when I found out that this was the pick, and I was like, "Well, shit! Now I have to watch the original oh, Top Gun okay. and double dip because I I can't do sequels without, without. Okay, I need to know what happened. Beforehand. Yeah, I haven't seen the first Top Gun either, but I still fucking love that. Movie. Have you seen it now? I've seen bits and pieces, but so Laura's the only one who's seen both. I am so disappointed in both of you. Yeah. <laughs> really, really, I'm the only I'm one here. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Come on, we don't ask them to watch the previous movies. I even went back and watched Tom Cruise's Legend for this podcast. <laughs> no, On the uh, off chance we might pick it, just in case. 
Uh, Top Gun is a very bad movie. The original? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is like it is superbly bad. Okay. I, I can't even like get into just how bad it is. So I I was very much not looking forward to watching this sequel, but the sequel is so much better than the original. It's like they remade it and made it good mm. instead of like they should have just like not even it's like the wright brothers their first plane wasn't great i don't think it got <laughs> yeah. very far they're like let's, let's they survived yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and you knew all the plane stuff was real because i think in most screenings uh, the movie would start with tom cruise like looking out and being like thank you for coming back to the theater <laughs> yeah everything you're about these are real pilots real g's or whatever i just remember him saying all that that's G force. That's G force. He wasn't saying real G. Like, <laughs> I mean, the, the that man single handedly saved cinema by like not releasing that. Told movie. by no one other than Steven Spielberg himself. Yeah. Who yeah. you know? Yeah. Who now he's everybody could have been watching that shit on their phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it, and like I watched it in like uh, a nice big TV, like seventy two inch whatever. Yeah. I still was sitting there going, I wish I would have seen this in the theater. Yeah. This yeah. Been that's great. what like. The dude kept telling me, he's like, you got to see it in the theater, man. You got to see it in the theater. And I was like, fuck, all right, I'm going to go see this guy. Yeah, I heard, like, if you if you went to a certain theater, like, the seats, like, rumble. Oh, the 4D what, one. Yeah, 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 which would have been awesome during that danger zone scene. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's so crazy to me, like, how well this movie was made. Because, like, going in, I know it's copaganda fucking bullshit. Like, yeah, it's pro so pro-military bullshit. They literally paid the studio to to make this the first one too yeah to make this film and it's just like i think every movie that uses some association with the u.s army or its navy whatever has to like be approved uh by the u like there's something or they get some sort of script oversight or something so that's unfortunately like a cost of doing business which we can definitely say is, is fucked up but i think what this movie smartly light touches all of the we don't even know what country they're like invading maybe that makes it worse i don't know the fact that they're like oh it doesn't matter but i think if they name that country north korea yeah uh then you know it might have caused an international and they're like it's not really important it's just about these guys it's learning to believe in their the ability to fly yeah. but yeah yeah um they, they try to light touch it we never know who they are in this movie and the uh the threat is yeah, i like, know who they are not america yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah I guess. where do you where do you land on that? Are you, are you like pick a country, pussies, or do you think? That... I mean, I just don't think the movie should have been made. <laughs> like, just in general, like yeah. I don't think that that's like a way to do any kind of like war movie is to do like a light touch on it. Like right. personally, like why? Like it, it's also like, I mean, we can get into it, but like let's this, get into it. This is this this like, is the space. This movie's so ridiculous, uh, and we're talking still talking about Top Gun Maverick. Like, yeah. it's so much better than the first movie. Like, as a movie, I enjoyed it. Like, I had a great time. Uh, but like, they they like the whole movie is basically about like mortality for for the most part. It's like Tom Cruise as a Maverick coming into terms with his mortality, but they don't like really do anything with that. They just kind of like were like, oh yeah, he's. Uh, you know, he's worried about his uh, his this this kid of this guy that he knew like back twenty years ago. Like that's that's where his mortality lies, not in his own mortality right, yeah. at all. Like it, 
It would have been too interesting, perhaps, to give Tom Cruise his own son. So they're like, let's just give him someone else's kid. Yeah, Tom yeah, Cruise yeah. Is forever Peter Pan. You yeah, know, yeah. He never... But he never thinks about his own death at all. But that's right. what I wanted to like. Like, I want to know what like Maverick is thinking. Well, that would now upset that all the dads of America. <laughs> no, exactly. I, I'm sorry, dads of America. I hate to bring up the fact that you're going to die soon and that you're dying your hair a ridiculous color. But that's all natural. Yeah, no, I'm sure it is. I just, I like. Like I was more interested, much in the as I was in the first movie, which you guys don't know about. You've never seen <laughs> yeah, it. But there's like, the first one. <laughs> I, like I was much more interested in Iceman in this movie, who's uh, yeah. like actually like about to die and does die. Yeah. And, and spoiler alert: die in this movie. Like and the, in real life. <laughs> yeah. And, well, he's he's not there yet. Oh, he's not. I thought no, he did. no, no, no. Oh, he's still. No, Val he's still Kilmer kicking. is alive and well. People. My bad. Val, my alive. bad. Val. <laughs> You've been leaving flowers every morning at the wrong man's grave. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But like it's just I I don't know like this this movie is like it, it feels like too light like they they're like they're making like there were no stakes in this movie I'm like of course Tom Cruise is gonna hit the mark that yes, he's gonna hit yes. of course he's gonna save the day at the end of like, course of course he is yeah. But Tom when you're, Cruise, baby. But when you're on Can't a highway to the danger zone, you want to arrive at the danger zone at some point, is what Laura's saying. That's all I wanted. I wanted, like, Tom Cruise to, like, address his own mortality in yeah, this yeah, movie. Yeah. Like, because we never see him do that and at you know, all. We, it could have happened when he got shot down and he was behind enemy lines. Yeah. That could have been the moment. For a but second. instead, for a second, just like, helicopter. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> for a second, I thought they were ready to go there. When he gets shot down, saving his life for rooster i was like they were building it up they were ready yeah. to go there everything in the film is sort of hinting at it it's you're i think you're right it's the theme of the movie um but i do there is a part of me i, I can't i can't i'd love to just like you know knife your movie leonard but i would say there's a part of me that's like well but it can't end this way you know it's sometimes i wonder am i like oh well if they did this it'd be really shocking but then it also made me wonder like would i hate that though you know there was a part of me that was thinking like Oh, yeah, this movie really ice. ends with like sad trumpet music and, and yeah. Miles Teller <laughs> emphatically slamming his uh, his wings into his coffin as Tom Cruise does for Val Kilmer. There might be a part of me that's like, you you had the balls to do the thing, but that movie is so interested in just being like a perfectly engineered piece of fun that they're throwing at you that I feel like they were like, no, that's not what we're doing. Why would you think that's what we're doing? You know, and it's tough to fit in scenes of moody rumination yes. between uh, beach football. I don't disagree with you, Laura. I'm just saying I think this is like what the uh, this is what this is what America know. needed. Clearly, what Amer- America decides, <laughs> and America, America decided Fair. Top Gun over and over and over again. I mean, this movie made like we'll get to stats, but we should say up top, this movie made like two two billion dollars. I think or right, like stupid two point five. It's like one of the most. It's one of the biggest non-James Cameron movies of all time. I mean, as a piece of marketing, it is truly <laughs> a wonderful oh, two and a half hours. One hundred percent. It was great. It Which is crazy because I am so anti all of that. But I, I know you are the most cynical. So yeah, this is a Quinn. Which by is you. why I was surprised, honestly, because you, you and I both. Love... I know I pulled a Quinn. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I did pull a Quinn, and I'm not gonna lie, but and I watched the movie again because I had only watched it the one time in the theaters, and I uh, I still enjoyed it. I was, which is, I was kind of surprised. I didn't enjoy it as much as I did when I was in the theater. Yeah. But, um, you know, I watched Minority Report first, and I hadn't watched that movie in a long time. Like, when I was a kid, it was one of my favorite movies uh, when I was in high school because I love Philip K. Dick. I love sci-fi. But watching it again, it was just like, it, all, it, it also kind of felt the same where it was just like, 
what's really happening here? Exactly. Yeah. Like what's there is no depth. We didn't really even like was like we kind of feel bad for these precogs, but it's like we need to go more into like how these people were ripped from their mother's arms and there totally. was no like humanity. They, well, they kind of hint at it a little bit. They do kind of go into but that. they don't really go into depth enough. I remember being a kid. I did not see this movie in theaters. Uh, I okay. would have been 11 when it came out. I don't think I was too old for it. I think I just missed it. I don't know. Um, and uh, despite loving, like, you know, I knew Steven Spielberg. Jurassic Park was one of my most, play- you know, I-, I was aware of that. And I knew Tom Cruise. Um, but I remember my mom renting the VHS. Maybe she'd seen it. Uh, I think she had. And it's like, you should watch this. And the first, um, that first scene, I think, uh, and Steven Spielberg is like, you know, call him a populist, call him what you will. He's so good at building sequences, like sure. dramatically. Yeah. And that scene where they're showing, uh, you know, they get a live one, they get a red ball, which is when the precogs don't have enough time to, uh, <laughs> what are you laughing at? Red just ball? the red ball. The red yeah. ball. Not a brown ball. I, I, see, I, I like that time. tactile, like the sphere. It just comes yeah. out like a little, like, just, I'm going to tell shoot. you right now, I hated that first scene. I, it's so good. What the whole mean? time he's like, did he close the door? Did he, he's, he's in the park across the street. Walk up to the fucking house. Yeah, it's no, right but there. all the houses look the same. What do you mean? It's all but, in the yeah, but, that, but at the least doors walk open. across the street and look. Yeah. And he's like, did he close the door? He's like, oh, come on. Oh, you're bro. being a hater, man. I, that, no, I that's think that's great, like a practical clue, though. But also, it's like, like him being need... like, what's the address? <laughs> yeah. What's what is it one of these six white guys? And it's just like Technology is so good right now. They needed a human aspect. He needed to be important. And it was like, if you yeah. have yes. this type of technology, totally, it doesn't. He would not be a factor in it at all. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the entire movie Top Gun, which is a not a sci-fi yes. movie, they make a whole point about saying like, there's no reason a 60 year old man should be training these things we have drones for. So let's, you know, suspension disbelief. In well, top, that's the in whole Tom point. Is like we are. It's like us battling the technology i know but we've lost that battle already in 2023 (laughs) we certainly would have lost it in 2054 so i get your meaning but i just think as a seat like the tension of that thing and also i remember as a kid feeling not sorry for the man who didn't get to stab his wife but there's there's a weird there's a weird there's a weird there's a weird conflicting notion of like this guy's like being pulled he's like i didn't do it yet yeah and there's this weird thing where it's like his arm that's what i was like i didn't do it it's like he caught your arm as you were swinging yeah it was coming down that guy was probably going to do it but the point that it makes which i think is interesting is like we're we are you know getting people for things that they haven't done which yeah we're we have literal like i guess uh, psychics in this future like for real psychics or so we think that can't be manipulated so you're pretty much dead to rights but the idea of like this guy didn't do anything don't you have to commit a crime before you get you know i remember watching that and being like oh, that's kind of a it's kind of a conflicting thing like you don't think of tom cruise as an out and out hero even when the movie begins and then you you follow him home and you see his his crippling narrow and addiction sure. and uh you know or neuroin i don't even remember how they neuroin. Talk, but uh it's 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 just like it's an it's an but interesting movie that's slightly like the narrowing addiction was also pointless too. Yes, basically. it did not. Yeah, he did not really. Help, suffer it just made like it. him be like questionable in the eyes of Colin Farrell. Yeah, like that was the only thing. Colin that, Farrell, who uh, kind of I remember this being among his breaks. I don't remember much Colin Farrell before this movie. Yeah, he's a bit it's miscast. one of the big ones. Yeah, well, if you're gonna have someone talking. To Tom Cruise, like you're a, a, a loose cow or whatever, it should be Ed Harris, like in like in Top Gun. It shouldn't be a guy who's younger than Tom Cruise and at that point much greener yeah. than Tom Cruise. Well, it was kind well, of a weird his motivation decision. was he wanted Tom Cruise's job, though. Sure, I guess there was a little bit yeah, of like that's totally true. He's like the young gun who 
is super Christian and believes that the precogs are. I felt like as a, a, a Colin Farrell. Sort, a Colin like, Farrell note there was so of many like, weird. I just have like, to oh, have. you think that was like his? I don't know. Like, I was my motivation. Irish, but I just <laughs> like, I gotta be I kissing right. across yeah, yeah. at some point. But but the the real like Ed uh, Ed Har- I almost said Ed Helms. The real Ed Harris of this film is um, is Max von Sydow, who plays a. Uh, the the overall director of the program i forget his actual title yeah. but he's essentially tom cruise's boss and he's a scary swedish man or or wherever he's from and uh yeah was he trying to be american or was he like just I'm not, like cuz I, I was like that seems like a horrible accent for such an acclaimed actor i feel Are like he wasn't like, trying to he just wasn't giving a shit yeah. i think he's like it's a future i could be from wherever um okay. this is what people in detroit sound like now. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i do think it's funny though I remember watching it in theater and then being like, oh, it was him. Yeah. But like watching the second time, I was like, oh, it was him. It was totally <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A, a man with the real life name Max von Sydow is probably going to be the villain of your film more often than not. Yeah. Um, even though I think he, he's got like a. But but that's, I think, also like beside the point from this movie, because you, you think I think there's a fair amount that you think maybe Tom, uh, Colin Farrell is setting him up. I think that's what the movie yeah, that's what they steer you, to believe. you toward, and, yeah. and he does seem sort of smarmy and shitty and stuff. And there's that scene where Max von Sydow kills him. Uh, spoiler alert. But um, yeah, I just think like this movie in 2002, like where Tom Cruise was, he had made Vanilla Sky, which this was, was a bomb. This was like right uh, the start of his like sci-fi yeah. run. Yeah, this was, was like around the same world. And he'd world broken up with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. So uh, there's this weird... Tom Cruise has a love interest in movies, and I realize saying this is someone who chose Cherry Maguire. It's it's a it's an interesting tra- proposition. I think both of our movies they kind of go well. In one movie, they're like Jennifer Connelly still looks great. Nothing against Jennifer Connelly, but they mm-hmm. force on you a very like uh, okay, I believe this uh, love story in Top uh, in Top Gun, or in this movie they're like. Let's make the wife estranged so he won't have to really like, interact with her at all. Yeah, yeah, do much, and he's missing a kid, so he's like immediately. Uh, sympathetic, oh and, you God. know, like I they do a lot of that work Tom for him. Cruise made a mummy movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. but there was like Widely Edge can. of Tomorrow, uh, it was like this, which is the best. What was that? Edge War, of Tomorrow, of the Edge of Tomorrow is mine. I did not watch it. What's the one? Oblivion, oh, Oblivion. Yeah. yeah, Oblivion. I actually kind of liked Oblivion. War of yeah. the Worlds, Oblivion was good. I really liked Oblivion. War of the Worlds, I think, was the was ass, the right? superior. No, I love War of the Worlds. Oh. I think that's the superior Spielberg really? Cruise joint. Oh. Yeah, hard. Oh, I gotta dis- go back and hard re-watch. disagree. Oh. I, we, I love. Yeah, okay. Wait, what do you like? I about remember War being an ass. I, we never asked this to you. What would have been your pick for this? I mean, this one was hard because I do love a lot of Tom Cruise. If I was a kid. I would have said Days of Thunder because <laughs> because wow, I, I grew up car back then yeah yeah top, I, I grew top up car. in Ohio top so, car <laughs> yeah top yeah. car basically <laughs> uh, by the same director too I believe uh, oh, Tony Scott yeah but I mean that movie is worse than Top Gun so, <laughs> uh, but I think now like in college I would have said Collateral because I thought Collateral was the best like Tom Cruise gray hair villain like mm. I I'd never seen it before I that is get a different of flavor it. for but him just talk yeah. About- I gotta talk about Jamie Foxx's range too, man. I feel like Jamie oh, Foxx—he was so good in that movie. Just like playing the like the meek, the meek. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah just, just like weak l- fucking, which he normally does not play. And 
you know, some superstars are like, I'm not going to play that character. Yeah. Know, and it's so. Michael Mann, like using like digital cameras. So it feels like really gritty and like grimy. It's just, I'd never seen Tom Cruise, like go that hard left before, you know? Yeah. 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 But, uh, I think now it's edge of tomorrow. I think edge of tomorrow is wow. like, the now I gotta watch it because I love sci-fi movies. I haven't seen Dude, I've love never watched it. Tomorrow, you would love it. it. Especially if you don't really like Tom. I always pitch people because they're like, oh, I don't really like Tom Cruise or whatever, which I think is insane. But uh, <laughs> if you don't like Tom Cruise, Edge of Tomorrow, he dies every 15 minutes. So, like, you see him die in a very funny, comedic way. Oh, and yeah. it's just, it's very funny. And like the action's awesome in it. Uh, okay. Laura, other than being a person of movie going age during the 90s when you mm -hmm. couldn't avoid Tom Cruise, can you, we maybe should have asked you this earlier, but I'm interested. Why Tom Cruise? Uh, you gave us a few prompts, so it wasn't like you were like, we have to talk Tom Cruise movies, but I'm curious uh, he what was the made only you, just because actor. he's got such a, a wide he's range of films to choose a, from, or is there something about your relationship to him as a movie star? I Obviously, think, he's a real-life odd person, but uh, uh, accepting yeah. that... Uh, I don't know, man. Like I, I never really clocked Tom Cruise when I was like growing up because it was it. He definitely felt like a heartthrobby, like uh, like all the girls loved Tom Cruise, and there weren't like a, a lot of action movies that because I loved action and horror growing up. There weren't a lot of Tom Cruise vehicles in that vein. Yeah, it was really. a lot of drama. Like the '90s was all dramatic movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he was trying to be. Yeah, oh, he was Mission trying. He was trying. Was that's probably one of his few '90s straight up action movies. Yeah, yeah. even that one. It's, it's yeah, a De Palma but, movie, right, so right. it's kind of like just a th spy thriller it's more than it is anything. But like, I am lasagna. Just, don't get any on you. <laughs> I love, I love like Magnolia and Eyes Wide Shut is a great movie. Mm. But like, I started to appreciate Tom Cruise more as I got older. And now looking back, I'm just like that guy. Like he, he is a true movie star and everything that I see him in, I'm like, yeah, I believe that. We have, like yeah. even him we on heroin, I'm like, eh, mm. you've never done a drug in your life, but I believe that. He does the know, Tom like, Cruise version of the thing. And, and to go back to War of the Worlds, which I'm still like, I, I, I respect the take, but I am interested that, that that one I did see in theaters, that one I do remember being very hyped for. That one I have not seen in a long time and I'm worried does not hold up outside of a couple of sequences that I remember being really strong. Um, but that the, the the anytime Tom Cruise tries to be like aggressively normal, like him playing like <laughs> dad with a Yankee cap in like the the backyard of his like you know New York uh, apartment building where he's just throwing the ball around and he's got like the world's weirdest throwing motion, you can tell that he's not. But like you're saying, you're like uh, when you say, I, I think that's the perfect way to say it's like uh, I believe that. Where it's like, yeah, this isn't <laughs> this isn't my dad. This is Tom Cruise being a dad. Uh, sure. There's you know? something about how hard he commits to <laughs> literally everything, like to the point where he will like jump between buildings to like yeah. make you believe that he's doing a thing, even if it's like he's not Oscar worthy, like he's not Daniel Day Lewis. But I'm still like, that yeah, buddy, you like you cried like yeah. good job. <laughs> I believe you. Don't forget about Interview with a Vampire. No, okay. He's great in Interview yeah. with a Vampire. He's that he's great because crap. he's so yeah. I think Brad Pitt is the one you watch Interview with the Vampire, and it's like all right, you know, yeah, he's but. not the best but he's a beautiful man <laughs> they yeah. made him, you know he looks he, like he's made out of porcelain he looks yeah. immortal so yeah. but tom cruise is really chewing the scenery and people's necks in that movie <laughs> uh, magnolia is a movie i've never i think i saw magnolia so like talk about like i missed the whole you know i was too young for magnolia i've never seen it it is it's not my favorite pt anderson movie. no by and any it means. is so challenging so long and i had been so hyped that when i finally saw it i was like that's it uh okay but yeah. 
Tom Cruise is taking an interesting swing in that movie, playing like uh, a, a huge chauvinistic like scam artist dick. Uh, yeah. Whose dad is dying, and he does cry in that movie, but he 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 acts so hard. Sometimes he acts too hard, and that's where I when he lose claps him a his bit. hands. Yeah, he's doing that. Yeah, yeah, and it works as like that Mackie TJ Matt or whatever his name is on stage and uh, on uh, talking to people in that movie. But when he's trying to be intimate, I think he also still goes big. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit uh, last episode with Jerry Maguire. That be like, help me, help you, <laughs> help me. Like it, it just can't not be intense. Um, but also. Uh, Nicolas Cage does the same thing and yes, is, is beloved. Nicolas Cage, I think, does it in the service of more interesting off the wall films. True, and, but you, know. you, I will have to say that much like Nick Cage, no, his like, whole, if you go back, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit in there. I just well, I'm not suggesting three. all of his I movies are good. Top, Tom Cruise has more good movies. I'm saying Nick Cage no, I'm will go that down. He, like with the, acts hard in every scenario of every movie that he's probably done. Yeah, Nicolas oh, Cage, I'd say, is yeah, also yeah. you know not the that's most naturalistic actor. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the first time people maybe compared their acting styles, but. I just like Tom Cruise like makes a point to like work with great directors. And so every like movie that you think of that Tom Cruise is in, it's usually by someone who's a great director. Like yeah. Ron Howard, Michael Mann, you know, like all the all the big names of whatever era he like zones in and tries to make a movie with him, which I think is like Smart. admirable. He's Smart. one of those yeah. old school things, which is when people make that whole, we don't have movie stars anymore and you can roll your eyes or whatever, but it feels like we don't. Not like Tom Cruise. Totally. And it was the idea yeah, of being a box office. The Rock. <laughs> right. And right. The Rock yeah. has worked like, with con- like... Contractually obligated not to lose a fight in movies and shit like that. Like Michael Mann, movie. Brian yeah. De Palma, Steven Spielberg, uh, you know, all of these great directors, uh, P.T. Anderson, like all these great directors, Kubrick, that Cruise has worked with. And then you look at The Rock, who has a similar charisma to Tom Cruise. Maybe he's not as strong an actor, but he he's leads the same type of movies. I can think of very few directors, the names of the directors that have made the films that The Rock has been in. And certainly they're not of the same caliber. And I think that's the difference. It was like using your star power and directing it towards getting something interesting made. Being like, let me make a weird sci-fi movie with Spielberg. Or let me do this weird love, love story with Kubrick. You know, all these kinds of strange things. I think he was willing to use his persona to get more... To, to sound super uh, gross, interesting art made in the time where The Rock is like, Jungle Cruise, baby. Yeah. Let's get aboard. Uh, I mean, Tom Cruise truly cares about like movies and the spectacle and the cinema. Too much. Which I, yeah, yeah. I mean, arguably too much. Um, but yeah. Did we fuck up by not choosing Mission We should get into our criteria, but did we fuck up by not choosing a Mission Impossible movie or are you like, I'm, I'm out on most of those? I, those are fine to me, but I think it would be hard to choose Mission Impossible. felt like a trap because if I picked, say, Mission Impossible, who can even remember which one they're on, like numerically, which one they're on? Once they moved away from three, and then it got like Ghost Protocol, and then it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start to lose how many there are. Six, maybe? Right. I think the last one is probably my favorite one, the most recent one. Um, uh, but like, it felt like a, a thorny thing, or if I picked one, but you liked a different one better, then you'd be kind of stepping in quicksand, you know? That, no, that totally. felt like a trap. Yeah, yeah. So no, you did, you, Neither of you picked my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Oh, so. well, can you announce oh, yeah. what it is now? I, I mean, I, I, I think or it's maybe, Edge of Tomorrow. I think oh, yeah, right? Tomorrow, Current, I could rewatch yeah. that movie. Anytime, like I think we should put it on right now. <laughs> let's, get, let's all take a let's, two let hour me skip edge work, of tomorrow yeah. break. Uh, live, die, repeat. Okay, so our patented five point criteria, Lur. I think you might be familiar with them. Uh, we talk mm. about what's the first thing we talk about, Leonard? Pop culture. Exactly. Pop culture is number one. Pop culture. Mm. I think 
it is hard to judge a movie 20 years ago versus a movie today, but I think in the culture, in terms of everyone and has to, seen it with their eyeballs, I think you got to give this one to Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah. However, with the, what you said, Memorial Day, Labor Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The motherfucker wouldn't stop talking to me about goddamn Top Gun. Now, a lot of the culture, a lot of the pop culture that it's using is just sort of reviving the pop culture. Because, like, exactly. what, what is the beach football scene if not the volleyball scene from yeah, the original? It, you know, that movie wouldn't exist without the original Top yeah. Gun. Right. But that is also like a pop culture yeah. thing. And we are in the age of requels, reboots, yep. legacy sequel, whatever you want to call it. And oh, there man, is something I to be saw... said for Tom Cruise making the best one. Yeah. Like yeah. why does this everyone is like, yeah, forget that first one. This is the best. But like they essentially remake Star Wars with The Force Awakens and people are like, fuck you. Yeah. You yeah. know? So I it's saw... weird that like Tom Cruise gets a pass on that. I just recently saw a remake of uh my pick for or your a pick for next week's episode. And uh I honestly oh, was upset that I enjoyed it. So. Well, that's what you got to stay away from the films of Jack Harlow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it away. Um, yeah. well, Spoiler. We could, we could bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be like, well, um, um, I oh, think no. it's pretty easy that, I mean, my already had a little bit of noise. I do think that. Cruise, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, that was also around the time of his couch jumping, too. Was it's a little pre. You're thinking War of the Worlds. Was he that, was promoting was War of the Worlds when he okay. did that. They so were that's the, a few years later. But, okay. but. We're not far off. Yeah. And, and this was post his re- relationship with Nicole Kidman. Um, I think his Scientology was starting to creep back to the forefront of what people thought about with him. He'd been a Scientologist, but nobody was talking about that in the 90s, really, or at least not in the same way. No. But this was pre-Katie, Minority Report I'm talking about, pre-Katie Holmes, pre-Oprah Couch Jump, but close. I think what, that what was What about 05. the Matt Lauer interview where he That's likes- That's also 05. That was all okay. for- it was all around the time of War of the Worlds, <laughs> and I remember because everyone's like, "Stop doing this yeah, on the War please. of the Worlds tour." Um, Minority Party was still a good boy. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, "Okay, well, let's go ahead and get in number two. How well do these films hold up?" Good. I well, mean, mine is a, a year ago. Just not came out. Year. It just came out. So it's not even. Do you think this movie will have a like some movies that were like Avatar that I know now? But in two thousand nine, everyone that saw Avatar was like, "Hey." Pretty good time that Avatar, you know, or they were fans of it. But obviously, there was a big cultural wave of backlash that came at it. Do you think a similar thing is happening is going to happen for Top Gun? People going to be like, "Why were we?" I watching don't think this? people are gonna. I don't think that Top Gun Maverick has the same uh, pop culture influence that Avatar had at the time. You're saying it's less than. I'm saying it's. Yeah. I'm saying it's not going to be in people's heads the way Avatar was, the way it was hyped up. Like Avatar was hyped up for like five years. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and it was like so that, 3D that's why it had the, the cultural yeah. backlash after the fact. And I don't think we had to worry about that. It felt like we were being forced by Avatar. Also, but Top Gun was a thing we all decided Avatar we wanted was to see. So bad. Like I, you, I mean, I'm a cynic. I'm a contrarian. I did not see Avatar in theaters. I was like, I'm not Same. seeing this fucking movie. Same. And they re they re released it a year later, and I saw it. In a theater with three other people, and I was with two of the people, and we were all on shrooms, <laughs> and it was a religious experience. Yeah, dude. It was amazing. The first one you're talking about? The first one, and I saw it in theaters in 2010. I then saw it at a hash bar I was working at in Oakland, like three months later, high as shit. I'm developing, and it I'm was sensing dog a shit. It was so <laughs> fucking bad, and I was like... I hate this movie. I think the and first time you watch it, it, it hits you. And it's hard. Like, Everyone comes out the first time being like, yeah, pretty I good. I mean, I was know? also on shrooms, so that helped a lot. I sure. think like, the t- helps everything. people's criticism, main criticism of the Avatar movies, and then we will get back to our movies. Because it was also in 3D. It was like, in 3D, I'm on shrooms. People the are like, well, but I wouldn't want to watch that movie six months later on my laptop. And I'm like, me neither. The whole point, and James Cameron's pretty 
direct and telling you how he wants you to watch it. It's like, see it in the theater. Only see it once if you want. But it is like an experience. I felt the same about the second one. I was like, okay. This I never is saw how, the second one. I'll, seen the second I'll one. never see it again. Like, if you haven't <laughs> seen it, you miss it in theaters. My genuine recommendation is don't. It's yeah. not worth it if you're not going to see it on a big screen. And it may not be worth it even then. But it's definitely not made any better by it's like the biggest drop off from like in theater to home viewing experience people are like oh, i want to wait for it i'd be like and i'm not even saying it like as a contrarian like go to the theater you lazy fuck i'm just saying if you think you don't want to go to the theater to see it then don't see it at all because i don't think it holds up really unless yeah. you're seeing it for anyway, sure go see avatar um, 2 we talked uh, about you know minority port the balls and the interacting and the hardware with the hey well we, we live in a world with thought police now yeah a lot of, a lot of people <laughs> looking to cancel you for before any crime is committed uh, you can hold on to that there, there, there we go here we go <laughs> should up? i not be here <laughs> did i did i stumble on the wrong podcast <laughs> Uh, I do think there's interesting, uh, you know, encroaching technology, letting it take place in our lives and implementing it on a wide scale. Like they're about to literally a, lot, a, a big part of that movie, if the plot matters, which it doesn't really. But like all Hitchcock wrongman thrillers, it doesn't really matter. It's like they're being chased. He's got to figure something out. But the idea like they're about to roll this shit out and it's a flawed system controlled basically by one man, which is like what I think we found out that most American and global institutions are. Or if we didn't know in 2002, it's been made abundantly clear to us in the 20 years since. And I think in terms of how it holds up, a lot of it's kind of Spielberg doesn't make a lot of like depressing movies. And this one has a kind of manufactured happy ending, much like yours. But um, I think the things it's talking about of like, hey, maybe this future tech, which seems great, it's making the world perfect. But as Yogi Berra told us, if the world was perfect, it wouldn't be. You can't have a world without crime. You got to let people commit the crime before you lock them up. You know, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of. Uh, also, uh, the thing that the eye thing didn't hold up to me because he's using his eye to get into the fucking police, the, the, into the, the precog holding area. Yeah. And it's like, wouldn't that like set off an alarm that he yeah, was totally. in the building? Totally. Like, there are a lot of like just major plot holes in this but movie. But that scene keep, also like, as a kid that freaked me out. Watching that movie. Oh, oh yeah, gross. Rented that it. is well, a cool scene that catches the one in the grave. Yeah. The dude's literally like snotting into uh, his hand before he performs. Peter Stormare, shout out. Uh, like snotting into his hand before he replaces his eyeballs. And then that scene where he like walks into the mall. The mall sequence is great. I'm oh. sure you didn't like that either with the umbrella no, and that, all the... that scene is actually cool. Yeah. But I like that scene. Okay. I was, it was wait, the, I was a little wait, I was a little pre-defensive. Wait. Chug <laughs> <laughs> <Drug laughs> balloons. God, yeah. The, the, the woman Okay, or, uh, that part I did hate. When he she's in the house and she's telling about the future with her oh, son. Run. She hasn't oh. interacted with humans much other than I know. But sharing then she's a like urine soaked pool with her like, two brothers. Run, run. They're coming like, you should have told me this 30 <laughs> yeah. seconds ago. There's You're a precog. Yeah. <laughs> but she's not that pre. It's, I, I do, it's like it's like that Nick, Nick Cage again. That Nick Cage movie where you can only see like two minutes into the future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know. Knowing. Knowing. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Just go to. Oh, the, there's some like. Go to a blackjack table. But there's some great. Really starts. Oh. Spielberg yeah. sequences. And there's that moment where he's walking through and it's like. Hello, Mister Whatever. Did you like those chinos you bought from the Gap or whatever? Like, because he's got the wrong man's eyeballs. Oh and it's yeah, like, like Hachimura everything. or whatever. That's yeah. coming, man. Eyeball yeah. recognition. <laughs> better get, better get your backup eyeballs on set. All right. So both these movies hold up pretty well, or I think at least so. it's negligible to talk about it because Top Gun's like still out in theaters. Maybe yeah, I don't no. know. Um, but, but let's they, talk about the most important, most important criteria criteria that we was do. Steven Root in either one of these movies? Lur. No. Okay, thank you. Moving on. Damn. Uh, 
He could have easily been in either one. Who would he be in Top Gun? Um, one I, of the generals chewing Tom's oh, ass yeah, the out. first gen- like oh, he should have been Ed Harris yes, in yes, that movie, he, he would without be a Ed doubt. One hundred percent. I love that this movie just like paid Ed Harris however much just to be stern for the first five minutes, <laughs> yeah. and then he's like, "Peace." Yeah, just that shot alone. I'm sure it wasn't even him; it was a stunt double where the the plane blows Flies the roof over. off. Yeah, that that shit was crazy. Yeah. That's an amazing shot. Take yeah. that check, Ed. Um, <laughs> yeah, he would be Ed Harris, or he'd be like. Glenn John Powell. Hamm, Glenn or like John Hamm, or like the uh, the black yeah. dude. John Hamm, he could have yeah. been John Hamm, or they could take the role for that the one black guy so in this funny. movie. He's like, I'm, I believe in the system, but I'll see you. That guy's great. Have, yeah. you, have you guys ever seen Southside? That like TV show on HBO Max. No. Oh yes, he's 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 the writer. He's the yeah. I did he's, not know he's the lead writer. Yeah, yeah he's he's like the awesome co-creator. Yeah, it's yeah. also it's just so if we talk about we talk about Colin Farrell. Fuck being, you. Uh, listen, I love HBO, but fuck you, HBO Max, for dropping the HBO and for canceling Southside. That why did you was, cancel Southside? Why? I don't understand. It was it such a good so show. On my other podcast, I uh, talk shit about this uh, apparel company that I ordered something from and never that. got. And I posted it, and they emailed right. me, and they were like, oh, my God, we're so sorry. And they gave me a refund, and they apparently sent me my jacket that I ordered. No so, shit. Talk to HBO Max. Well, okay. Yeah, HBO Max, they're, fucking- if they're listening, Stephen Root in my movie would have been um, – uh, he would have been uh, the guy who I, – well, I, Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson or the guy – there's all manner of be, weird – Or he'd be like uh, Leo Crow, the guy he – yeah. That, yes. Like, that was what I was saying. You, you're supposed to kill me. You're yeah. Man, kill the man me. that they made. Yeah. They made believe killed his son. You yeah. know. I think there's a lot of. Uh, also, he might have been more well cast as like Colin Farrell's character. I yeah, think maybe you know an authoritative kind of exactly. Guy. But um, uh, talk about like Colin Farrell not being old enough to like go toe to toe with Tom Cruise in 2002. It is funny about seeing 60 year old Tom Cruise get chewed out by John Hamm, who's like 10 years his junior, being like, "You're you're going rogue, Maverick. We're gonna have to pull you off." It's like. <laughs> Tom Cruise has outlived or outgrown well, I think that's the, the whole men point, who are like, trying to pen him in in his movies. Oh, my now. God. Yeah. He's like, all right, the new, uh, the new plan is four minutes. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Even the jo- Jennifer Connelly's little girl was giving him shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't Talk break about, your heart. You're still a captain? Talk about no growth. It was just like, oh, I'll just try to make it work with her again. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Back in San Diego, Jennifer Connelly still looks good. Yeah, She's I'm, got my bar tab, so I might as well just try to hook up. I'm in town. Let me jump out the window like I'm 17 <laughs> years old. Oh, All right. Um, Let's talk about stats line. You go don't, first. Don't break her heart again. It was like, come on. You're not that well yeah. put together, little girl. Um. Okay. So stats, Top Gun, 22, 2022. It's an 8.3 on IMDb, a 96% of Rotten Tomatoes. That's insane. Um, It was a budget of 170 to 177, and it made... 1.4 1.5 billion dollars. Oh, 1.5. Okay. 1.5 billion. I weirdly overestimated. That's still so an insane crazy. amount of money. Still insane. Amount. Yeah. On a 177 million dollar budget. Wow. That's a good return. Yeah. Uh, he was correct. There's also that whole COVID thing about this movie where they were trying to like uh, the studios, oh, this, whatever, they're like, like drop it on streaming, fucking- drop it on streaming. It'll launch Paramount Plus or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, no, why don't we just hold it and make a billion and a half dollars? Yeah. And correct he was right. decision. He was right. totally right. Especially because you know he's getting shit on the back end. So it's like Oh yeah. That was all about points. his points for hella sure. Points but I definitely end. don't even think he cares. I think dude, he's a maniac enough to be like, no, I, I need Lur and Leonard and Quinn to see it in a theater. Although <laughs> yeah. he didn't. But uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I refuse to do what Tom Cruise did. Did they still yeah, put the Tom Cruise thing in the beginning when you watch the DVD? <laughs> no, <laughs> Thank no, you for popping no, in this I've, DVD. I've, I've actually seen see that on real G's. <laughs> all right. 
My stats, I'll go quick. Minority Report uh, made for, uh, well, actually, let me tell you. It's got 7.6 on IMDb. It's got a 90% Rotten Tomato wow. tomato meter fresh. Uh, it made $358 million worldwide on a budget of $102 million. Okay. Uh, did I leave anything out? I think that's usually what we call I'm just kind of astounded that Top Gun was only $177 million. Yeah, like 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah. It is like there. there's some uh, future advertising in uh, Minority Report, which I think they get away with because it's fun, you know, like him walking into the gap. Like that sort yes. of feels like it serves the story. Lexus. Uh, yeah, Lexus. Is, the, the future cars, it's like, that's not how we're going to be driving. I don't know who yeah. thought we'd just go over the building. Yeah, it's like we, have, <laughs> I don't know. we created I don't know. a whole new infrastructure and fucking... Tesla kind of looks like that shit. I think I think Elon yeah. like saw that movie and was like, I can make a car like that. I Does can make it hold up? No, 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 no. Elon was like, I can buy a company that. <laughs> yeah, like that. I, totally. Um, yeah, didn't make it, Elon. A, a huge hit, a huge hit uh, for the time. Dwarfed by Top Gun for sure, yes. his mm-hmm. biggest hit of all time. Yes, but yes, a, yes. a representative Tom Cruise movie, you make it for a hundred million, you make three point five times the multiplier. Well done. Um, but we're, we're listen. We weren't going to talk about Tom Cruise's little scene box office flops. We're not here to talk about Legend Lure. We're here to talk about Tom Tom Cruise, Cruise the movie yes, star. I, and uh, I think it leads us to our final arguments. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. I want you to go first. All right. You know, one last episode. Um, you know, we're talking best Tom Cruise movie, and to, like we said, Tom Cruise has been over over forty films, eighties, forty years. Probably, probably been more than 40 films. Probably been 50, 60 films. Yeah. So there's a lot of representation of Tom Cruise. But when I think of Tom Cruise, I think of box office. I think of mega movie star. And like we just said, Tom Cruise singly, handily saved the movie industry with this movie. And it's a feel-good movie. There's a reason why it was the number one movie on Memorial Day and on Labor Day. Yes, it is some propaganda, pro-military <laughs> bullshit. But even knowing that, I still bought in. I still had a good time. And I think that's what Tom Cruise ultimately wants from people when they go see his film. He wants them to have a good time. He wants them to feel good. He wants it to be a happy ending. And I'll say, I feel like Tom Cruise kind of played himself in this movie it felt like it felt like he, i was watching tom cruise like it 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 just felt real it felt like maverick was a real guy and um i uh i felt for him and uh they could have maybe gotten a little bit more depth of uh the mortality and and the real feelings of 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 the I mean, I guess they played into like, I want these men to come home. Like, yeah. you know, Tom Cruise is the hero. He's not the typical military guy where he doesn't give a fuck about the people that he's flying with or working with. True. But um, I'm just going to say that this is it. Like, we're seeing Tom Cruise on screen like 75% of the time, you know, and he is the driving force in this movie. You can't, I don't think you can make this movie without Tom Cruise and it feels the way that it feels. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And uh, like I said, it's like made the most money. It might feel like a cop out because it just came out. But I mean, I think if you ask Tom Cruise what maybe his favorite most Tom Cruise movie is, it's this one. It's the one he's been working towards. <laughs> mm. I would love to ask Tom Cruise that question. Yeah. 
It yeah. probably wouldn't yeah. be the, his answer, but I'm going to say that for this I podcast in my argument. And uh, that's uh, my uh, final argument. Yeah. All right. Good argument. Quinn? Tom Cruise is a believable character in Maverick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lur, I have uh, I have seen the future. <laughs> shit. Oh. And I'm, I'm about to shit a red ball. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You can't pick this movie. You can't pick Leonard's film. Okay. It is copaganda. It is the most, but he's, the reasons that he made, I was interested to hear his argument. And I yours is it? I, let, me, mm. let me make my argument. I just sorry, let sorry. you make yours. Uh, but I'm going to come for you more than you came for me. Um, he, he later got ahead of copaganda early, which is smart. I know you agree with that. You're like, you said kind of crucially, I don't know if movies like this should be made, but the point stands. It is the most Tom Cruise movie, perhaps of the, of the two being filmed. It's also, it's sure. also, he, the reasons he asked you to vote for it are like asking you to vote for like the, like root for the Dow Jones. You know, he's like, <laughs> I chose this movie because of box office. Let, you can't pick this movie for two reasons. I don't think it's a better movie than Minority Report, but that's subjective, so I'm not going to argue that too strongly. And you might disagree. But I'm saying, like, Leonard is... He pulled the Quinn. He said it in the beginning. And what pulling a Quinn means, for those... I, I don't acknowledge every time that Leonard says, I pull a Quinn, that I'm pulling a Quinn. But it basically means being like, I don't have a good answer for this. I'm just going to pick the last one. So he looked way back into Tom Cruise's IMDb, and he picked the movie that most recently came out. And he picked a movie that he does not believe is the best Tom Cruise movie. He picked the movie that he thought would win. And I think that's... <laughs> my second choice. I said it was my second choice. Right. I think I would have been much more interesting if you hear him made an impassioned plea for Vanilla Sky, which I also would have come at you for. But, <laughs> but I think we talked about like... Yeah. It's hard to argue like what's the good Tom Cruise whatever. But I think we've talked about his collaboration with great directors. This uh, my, my film, Minority Report, satisfies that. Yeah, let's we've, talk about your film. Yeah, let's talk about it. I think this is a more interesting movie. I think it's a, I, again, I think it's a better movie. Like, is it as like finely tuned, like a nice, like a Swiss watch, like goes off perfectly? No, there's stuff about, even I was watching, I was like, do we need the scene where he's like going through the factory as it's making the car? But yeah. there's also nothing near as interesting. There's nothing near as interesting in, uh, I'm talking about my own. Talking no, about no, my, I'm just, I, that's one of your I'm favorites. I'm so mad I forgot to talk about that. Yeah. Like but you the, did. The seat comes down. <laughs> yeah. And then the car just goes out of the factory and, just, and he drives it off. Where did all away. the other cars go that were being made? I'm that not suggesting such a Spielberg moment. I'm not too. suggesting it's a perfect movie, but I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm I do so think, happy I completely, because I was going <laughs> to come for that part so hard. I do think like there Indiana are interesting Jones. scenes in this movie that are not in that are contrary to not in Top Gun. The movie, the scene where Tom Cruise is trying to, trying to stop himself from killing the guy who he believes at that point is the person responsible for killing his son is asks much more of him than anything like Tom Cruise now wows you by literally throwing himself out of an airplane or flying it up into space. Yeah. <laughs> he used to try to stretch as an actor too. And I think when we think about why people liked him, what his movie star persona was that he would do slightly different things. Was it always kind of had a Tom Cruise sheen on it? Yes. We don't actually believe he's like a heroin addict a addict. And we don't actually believe that he had a son that died. But that scene where he's in the pool and he comes up and his son's not there anymore, he's acting. You feel real emotions for a Tom Cruise character. And Top Gun is asking you to root for big dollar signs in your eyes. And I think there's only one moral choice to make. <laughs> but you're going to go with your heart. Wow. So Larry, wow. that's that's my argument. I think pick the more authentic movie in Minority Report. I think that those arguments were both incredibly flawed so <laughs> I, i'm just gonna have to go with my own personal choice which i 
I am, you know, as much as I hate to say it, and I'm gonna get so much shit for it for choosing this movie Don't from all my college friends. I'm gonna have to go with Minority Report. Yes! Oh! I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Leonard. I'm sorry. Fuck. <laughs> I was like, he hates both. Which one is? He? I hate both. Oh, I God. really do hate both. I'm Lord, sorry. We didn't say it because I'm too proud to say it. But I'm on the bubble. If you chose Leonard's film, he I would have won, won the, season. the season. One oh, episode. No. Oh, no. But you can't go no. back. <laughs> you I can't didn't go back. Oh. Wait. So, oh. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, now we're tied. Going into episode nine, week well, nine, no, round that's nine. Good. That's, that's what we good. want. It, it, it'll make for some drama. Uh, <laughs> Why did why did you why did you choose Maverick? I would have so gone with Vanilla Sky. Oh, I would have so gone with God. Vanilla Sky. What if this was Vanilla Sky versus Eyes Wide Shut? Would you have had a uh, a different? Uh... I would have gone with Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, okay, uh, all right. So our okay. passion picks and our our, our populist picks. I, I come out. Yeah, the I think you come out on the top on that one. So oh. so sorry. So your your college friends are gonna give you shit, but what what ultimately was the factor for you? Uh, it, it's ultimately like Spielberg. Like I thought I thought. Minority Report is so uneven, and it's such like a Spielberg trying to do a Spielberg. Like yeah. there's so many like like the the car scene with it felt like Indiana Jones to me. Yeah, like it, there's so much that's like goofy about that movie, but in the end, like I still think that it scratched the surface of what it was trying to do a little bit more than Top Gun Maverick did. Okay, make the, money. Okay, is that, is that what this is about, Leonard? Is that what this is Tom about? Tom Cruise. Oh, come on. Right. Anyway. But no, that's not why. I, that's I, That was my argument. That's not why I picked it, because it made the most money. I know. I, well, I had I to know. come at you hard, Leonard. Yeah. I couldn't yeah, you lose. Did. I couldn't you lose. I, was, it, I told you, I could see the future. I got a precog thing earlier. Oh I just, like, I, I hated that first Top Gun so much. And this second one was, like, so much better. I had such a good time. It even tugged at my heartstrings a little bit. But, like, ultimately... When you're making a movie about trying to save Miles Teller, it's flawed. I it's can't flawed. stand that man. It's a little flawed. Like, I can't stand I that. I did not know women loved Miles Teller. What is? I think I, women love Glenn Powell. I was coming out of that movie I thought crushing it was Glenn on Powell. Glenn Powell. Yeah. All right. So I didn't know who Miles Teller was, and my ex girlfriend, who at the time when I saw this, was like, "Oh, everybody loves Miles Teller," like because I was going to see it. And the entire time, I thought Miles Teller was Glenn Powell oh, when I yeah. was watching it. And then I found out afterward that Miles Teller was Rooster. And I was like, wait, what? No, I was more into Bill Pullman's kid than Miles <laughs> Teller, even. Everyone told Leonard before he knew he was, everyone loves Miles Teller. And then you're like, you mean Speedometer? <laughs> what are you talking about? Speedometer? The Miles Teller? No. <laughs> oh, the- We'll cut this, All right. We'll cut this out. All right. Lur, Lur where can yeah. people Thank find you me? so much for picking Thank my you for film. having me. Thank Finally. you for being a, a wonderful guest for a wonderful prompt, which I have won and letting me live in, to die another day. What, where can the people find you? What, what, <laughs> what do you got going on? I'm going to lose this season. Oh, I'm so sorry. Where can people send you Jerry's? Oh, God. Send me Jerry's at Everything is Terrible 666 on Instagram or Twitter. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I do I do that still, and uh, if you want to check out some really horrible selfies on Instagram, go to tra- Tragic Selfie. Okay, uh, it's pretty great. But that's it. Lur woke up bright and early to do this podcast. We were very happy to have him on, but we thank him for his his time sacrifice. And I'm really <laughs> glad that we we got this one in. Uh, uh, Leonard, do you have anything else to say? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm not a. I had to win this episode. I'm not not winning the next episode. I'm not a naval pilot, but I'm gonna be flying. All I know is I'm. I'm. My whole angle for next episode is racism. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, who's who's, who's go, the guest? Who's I the don't guest? know if he's watched my movie. Those yet. always go well for me. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate Lur matching the Adidas shoes with the Adidas jacket. I just gotta say that. Got gotcha. um, to. 
bringing it for this podcast. All right, well, then until next time, folks, we will see you at the cinema. Tom Cruise saved it, so you can still go. Thank, Thank you, Tom. For you. We salute you, Tom. Bring back Southside. Ha, ha, ha.